This is Prep Spotlight on 740thefan.com. Stay up to date with high school athletics up and down the Red River Valley. Here's your host, Chase Miller. It's episode number three of Prep Spotlight here on 740thefan.com for the 2018-19 school year. Today we have West Fargo Cheyenne head football coach. That is Jeremy Newton joining the program and alongside Kindred Viking head football coach. That's Matthew Crane. But a couple of games to look out for in North Dakota later this weekend on Friday night. We'll start in Nyman in Region 1 football where two teams who are 3-0 between the Thompson Tommies and the Richland Colts. They battled down in Colfax, North Dakota coming up on Friday night at 7 o'clock. Winner pretty much controls their own destiny of trying to be a number one team out of Region 1. Again, Richland will host Thompson in Colfax on Friday night at 7 o'clock. In Class AA, a pair of top 2-5 ranked teams in the state of North Dakota. Number 3, Central Cash travels to Jamestown to go up against the Blue Jays, who's ranked number 4. Central Cash undefeated so far in the season. Jamestown with their only blemish to Fargo-Shanley to start the year. That'll be a good Class 2A football matchup coming up on Friday night. But a game we have for you on 104.7 Duke FM on Friday is the Kindred Vikings as they host the Fargo Oak Grove Grovers at 7 o'clock from Kindred. And with us is Kindred Viking head football coach. That's Matt Crane. And Matt, let's kind of talk about your start to the year. What did you learn so far from your football team? You're one and one. You lost a game to Carrington, who's a very quality football opponent this year. And then you bounce back with a win over Ellendale Edgeley Column. So what did you learn about your team in these first two weeks, Matt? I think, you know, what we learned the most is that, you know, we can play some really good defense. Yeah, I thought that our defensive, uh, defensively on the, on that side of the ball, we, we played very, very well uh, last game against EEK. And then in Carrington, you know, I thought we played a terrific game. We just had three three slip-ups in the game, and, and they were, you know, a very good team that, that took advantage of those opportunities. And you can't give those teams, uh, you know, those those chances because they'll score on you, and that's what they did. So, you know, I learned I learned we can play defensively well enough that I think it'll give us a chance most weeks. How much can you look for what happened last season? Because last year you finished 4-2 and two in your last six games. Your only two losses were to two teams that played in the Dakota Bowl in Langdon area and more Munich and the eventual champ in Hillsborough Central Valley. For the guys that came back from uh, um, last year's team, how much could did they take into the offseason and, and the experience level that they're getting right now, Matt? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. You know, we played some a couple of buzz saws at the end of the end of the year, just really good football teams, and it. I think it's a great you know eye-opening moment for them, and you know they get to see the type and the level of play that that's necessary to compete on that stage. You know, and we know in our region alone, we got the defending state champs in Hillsborough that that are going to be very good, and and they've obviously they've looked good so far. And, uh, you know, we got to take a week at a time and we got to get ready for those those guys. But those kids that played in those games and, and played that playoff football last year and, and, you know, and since they've been here, we've been lucky enough to, to get there. You know, they know how good it how good of a team, you know, we have to be in order to, to play consistently in, in October and, and into November. What would you say the quality of Region 1 has been, you know, last year and into this year? You know, Northern Cass is kind of trying to stay on the up and up. Lisbon, they're very young, but they got a lot of talent down there in Lisbon. You look at what Milner North Sargent, the Bulldogs have had. Obviously, Fargo, Oak Grove, last year a playoff team. Hillsborough Central Valley, you mentioned the defending state champs. So how good is Region 1 football in Class A in the state of North? Dakota? I think Region 1 football is very, very good. I think that, you know, like I said, you know, you got Hillsboro until somebody beats them, you know, they're going to be sitting up top. And then, 
after that, it seems like every year you can throw a, a name in a hat and pick it out and see where where we go. You know, Oak Grove, we got them this week, and you know, I certainly am not going to sleep on them. They're they're going to be a, a tough out, and then uh, Milner last week they go and they they beat Oak Grove, and and watching that tape, they look fantastic. You know, I think. And you never know, you know, what those other teams are going to be able to do. And and every year in high school football is so different. And and guys graduate, and then um, people get opportunities to play and step up. And and you know, I think it's going to be a very competitive region. And and we're looking forward to you know try to battle our way through it and and come out on top. Kindred Vikings head coach Matt Crane with us here on Prep Spotlight. Let's kind of mention the game that you talked about coming up a few nights from now on Friday night at home against the Grovers of Fargo Oak Grove. What does it take to go up against a Melvin Whitney Jr.-led football team? I know you might see a full house backfield to a power eye to you know spread options, so there's going to be a lot of different formations when you go against him on the defensive side, but what does it take to go up against the Oak Grove team and try to come away with the win on Friday night, Matt? They're a very well-coached team. You know, you can see that on tape, and we know that last year. They're going to be prepared for us, and, and we're going to have to bring our A game. Uh, you mentioned it. They're very formation-heavy, and so, you know, that's where it comes in into play that, uh, yeah, we, we're playing well on defense, but we haven't seen a team that will line up all those in all these different directions, you know, and in and, and spread and the power eye and, and uh, full house. So, you know, it gives us a lot more time this week that we have to prepare for all of those, and, and we got to be right with our uh, alignment and our assignment and, and just playing smart football. So as far as, you know, what it takes to beat them, you know, we have to continue to play that level of defense, but then on offense we got to make sure that we're clicking kind of like we did last last week against EEK. When we get to the red zone, we got to score, and that's something we didn't do in week one, and, and we did do in week two, and, and we just need to keep finding that uh, find that end zone. When you look at your roster, Matt, for Kindred this year, there's a lot of guys that are seniors and juniors that have probably played a year, maybe two years of varsity experience. So what can they take? Who might be some of the guys that you're relying upon to kind of bring those maybe underclassmen up and have that senior leadership on the field this year, Matt? Uh, we have a really great class of seniors this year you know we have i'd say the first one michael hall you know is is one of our captains or leaders that uh you know he played a great game last week and and he plays our quarterback spot he does he's he's a weapon with with his feet and you know ended up with three rushing touchdowns last week and and uh you know so we look to him he's played a lot of football for us, you know, Devin Hushka and Charlie Rieger are other captains and they're seniors and and I thought that they have played just phenomenally uh on the defensive side of the ball and the line of scrimmage. We asked Devin to move down to defensive end this year and he's done a terrific job. So, you know, it's about being selfless and those and that's what we we got a whole team of them. I think it gives it gives us a chance every week. You know, those those guys just, you know, are are doing what what we need them to do to be successful, and, and they really are, are bought in. So it, it's been a lot of fun. Just a couple of questions left with, left with uh, Matt Crane, Kindred Vikings, head of football coach. And Matt, the, the program a couple of years ago was in Class AA, right? And now all of a sudden you're in a very hard yep. uh, a Class A, Hillsboro Central Valley yourself, come down from AA to, to Region 1 and in Class A. So if you're talking with coaches who have been either in Class AA or Class A, how similar are, are the teams and, and how close is the athleticism? I know sometimes in Class A, the top teams might have a little bit more um, depth, you might say, than some other teams in Class A. But c- comparing for a couple of years when you're in Class AA and now in Class A, how similar or how different are the two classes, Matt? It's interesting. It seems like you know, you, you'll have these teams, and, and, and I think some people think, well, you drop down to single A and it's just going to be an easy ride for you. But it's certainly not. You know, 
EEK a couple of years ago won a state championship, and that team uh, would be able to play with any any double A team, you know, uh, that was in our region the year before. So it's uh, you know you're going to have good football teams, and you're going to have good football teams, very high quality football teams at the top. Um, you know, double A it does seem like you know the main difference is the bottom end of double A more often than not are going to be able to play with, with uh, that top end, and you might not have you know uh, the the parity as much as you do sometimes in, in single A. But but either way, you know, when, whenever we're there, we're going to play wherever they put us, and, and we're going to try to compete, and, and there's good football all the way around the state. I would agree with you on that one 100% in terms of what you compared to Class AA to Class A. Last thing for you, Matt, just moving forward through this season, you still have games, I know, with Hillsborough, Central Valley, Milner, North Sargent, a lot of Region 1 games uh, matched up with you. So I, I know as a coach you're going to take it one game at a time, but what's it going to take to get through this tough uh, Region 1 all-in-all to try to find yourselves in the postseason uh, like you were last year and try to make a run at, at, at State again? Yeah, yeah I mean, you're right. We'll take it a week at a time, but you know, we know we have some really tough, tough games ahead of us, and you know, we have to, you know, like I said before, you know, if we can consistently play defense at the level we played at the first two weeks, we'll give us a chance. You know, what we have to do to improve to make that run is we need to find ourselves uh, more of an offensive identity, and that's just what we have to uh, continue to grow, and we got to grow our passing game, and we have to, you know, be aggressive on the line of scrimmage. And, you know, if we can do that and our defense holds, then, like I said, we'll have a chance with anybody. Matt, we thank you so much for your time. Best of luck against the Grovers and for the rest of this season, and we'll talk to you down the line. Thank you very much for having me. That, again, is head football coach for the Kindred Vikings, Matt Crane, with us here on Prep Spotlight on 740thefan.com. You can listen to Kindred's game against Fargo Oak Grove on Friday night on 104.7 Duke FM. Bob Roars has the call. 645 pregame, 7 o'clock is the kickoff from Kindred on Friday night. Here on Prep Spotlight on 740thefan.com. With us is West Fargo Cheyenne head football coach. Dad is Jeremy Newton. And then, Jeremy, let's kind of go over the first two games in the non-conference as you're entering Eastern Dakota Conference uh, region play coming up here on Friday night with the game against West Fargo. But you lost a nail-biter out in the capital city to Bismarck Century in overtime to start the season. But then you bounced back with the resounding 47-7 win over Bismarck Legacy uh, last weekend. So you're 1-1 one one in your first two games. What have you learned about your team in those first two games, Jeremy? Uh, we learned that we got kids in the right spots. And, you know, if we can, uh, you know, get them to play hard and execute what we're doing, then we're going to be okay. It's one of those deals, Jeremy, where if you continue to move up through the program, I'm sure there's always been a next checklist kind of moving forward. So what's the checklist for this year's team? Because you've made the playoffs before. You've been, you know, one of the top four teams in the EDC. What's this year's checklist for this year's group? You know, yeah, we're just, you know, we're not trying to think about checklists and all that stuff What we're getting done. We just want to make sure that every group that we have uh, performs, reaches the potential that they have. And, and that's our job as coaches, get them to play as high as they can. So. You know, we're just you know we're just taking it a game at a time and seeing if we can get a couple W's in there. And one of the games you have coming up on Friday night is West Fargo. We'll talk about the matchup with the Packers here in a little bit, but let's go over some of your standout players: uh, Parker Sander, Tyler Terhark, and Nathan Goldaddy, Just a couple of them to name. Um, and Jeremy, how have those three, particular in Parker, Tyler, and Nathan, helped not uh, last year's team but also this year's team on the gridiron? Well, they've all matured. You know, they're they're uh, they're becoming. Uh, much better, smarter players. Um, spent the offseason working and, and getting better, and, and they're just really good athletes that want to do well for their teams. And you know, they're all three 
very good kids. You go up against West Fargo, and you can quote me if I'm wrong, Jeremy. I remember talking to you uh, in years prior that you said it's not really a rivalry with West Fargo until you beat them as you're looking for the first uh, program win against them in the Crosstown matchup. So what is it going to take on Friday night to be beat a Jay Gibson West Fargo Packer team? Well, you're going to have to match uh, match their aggressiveness. He always gets his teams to play hard and, and aggressive, and and if you can't do that, you're going to have a you're going to have a long night. That's what the EDC has been all trying to do the last few years. So hopefully we can get some of that going. After a couple of games in, when you take a look at the EDC, Jeremy, um, I know there's going to be teams that always play well at the end of the year. Maybe they got a new crop of kids and that just needs a couple of games of experience. Sometimes you got kids that are coming back who've played maybe one, two, or three years of varsity football. So as you kind of get into the EDC, is Fargo Davies, Fargo South, Fargo North, who's going to be some other teams if you took your team away from from the mix, who would be some teams that's going to be uh, hard to beat and or have a chance to make it at the top of the EDC? Oh, there's a bunch this year, and that's the thing. It's it's uh, someone's going to get left out in the playoffs. That's a pretty good team, you know. I know South is uh, very athletic, and they've had some uh, good games already this year. Davies is really impressive. Uh, I know North stronger than they've been too, and you know Red River got a big win out in Bismarck, which doesn't happen all that often against those West teams. So I'd say there's a uh, several teams that can that can do a lot of good things in this conference. Since your time as head football coach at West Fargo, Cheyenne, Jeremy, what would you say is the biggest thing that you've noticed in the last five years or so from a Class 3A football, whether it be on the East or the West, and maybe how you've seen the uh, maturation of these guys or the physicality or maybe the athleticism? Has it grown in the last five years from what you saw it, you know, when you first started with this program with the Mustangs? Oh, overall in the state, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's one thing I've learned is North Dakota, you come here and there's not a lot of teams, you're like, ah, it's there's there's not too many teams. It should be pretty easy. But I tell you what, there's not a week off around here. They're all good, big physical teams that are well coached, and it's uh, it's three A in North Dakota is is a very tough division. If you were talking to someone that was out of the state and kind of what you were saying, what would be the best description of Class three A football that you could kind of give a description of uh, for North Dakota high school? Don't have a lot of sophomores starting for you <laughs> is what I would say because they kind of get buried in there, and you kind of learn that the hard way. Is the the junior and senior for sure dominated league and that's just kind of that's that's to me that shows exactly where it's at because you know your sophomores are not quite as strong and you know a lot of times they're they can survive but man in this in this in 3a this is tough for them to get out get they have to be really good to to be successful as sophomores around here west fargo cheyenne and football coach jeremy newton with us for a couple more minutes before we let him go sometimes jeremy in basketball we say the east in a class a is running gun and maybe the west they want to play a little bit more defense so to speak if you had to compare the east in football compared to the west in football what is the best description or maybe similarities between the two conferences you know what I've seen in the West is just a little more competitiveness as of late. You know, they're to top to bottom. It seems like they're, they're just, and then not to not to say that the East isn't competitive, but some of those West kids just have a little more grit last few years from what I've seen than than maybe some of the schools in the East. And that's kind of why I feel like they've kind of had just a little bit more uh, teams into the uh, semifinals than we have maybe. And maybe I'm wrong because I know the East always has a good team. I know West Fargo won it and Davies won it a while back, but seems like every every time you go and play those West schools, they're always tough to tough to get a W over there. We kind of mentioned about Parker Standard, Tyler Terhark, and Nathan Goldaddy earlier. Uh, Jeremy, the first couple of games this season, what might be a couple other players who stood out to you or guys that kind of have maybe taken that next step that you were hopefully expecting to when the season started as you're kind of getting into the grind uh, of your schedule coming up here, Jeremy? 
I think uh, Hunter Hoffner has done a pretty good job with the ball in his hand and, and blocking-wise. Um, and I also think Owen Olson, our senior uh, right tackle, has uh, done a pretty good job of, of kind of getting getting the good blocking assignments for us and letting us lean on him a little bit too. So those are definitely two. And Caden Jasham's another senior that, uh, you know, we we really lean on for, for leadership and, you know, he's a two-way player. Last thing for you, Jeremy, before we let you go, I, I know the matchup with West Fargo, we've talked a little bit about the history before, but I'm sure for the high school students that are playing for the, uh, for the fan bases for both teams, it, it's probably – I know as a coach, you're probably going to say it's just another game. You just got to, it only counts as one win or one loss in the schedule, whichever outcome you get on it. But I'm sure for the city of West Fargo, this always has to be a fun week and a fun game kind of leading up to this game just to see how big the crowds have been the last couple of years for this Mustang Packers football game. Well, it's, it's huge for the uh, for playoffs and seeding. You know, you get a win here and, and you have, you're one step closer to that playoff birth and that's that's the biggest thing that we're focused on right now because we want to try to be playing in november this year jeremy we thank you so much for your time best of luck against west fargo and going into edc the rest of the season okay all right thanks a lot jeremy newton head football coach with us here on prep spotlight the west fargo packers host the west fargo cheyenne mustangs on friday night you can listen to all the action on 740 the fan and alongside 107.3 fm as mick farkas has the call opening kickoff at seven o'clock on friday night that does it for episode number three here of Prep Spotlight on 740thefan.com. Thanks again to Kindred Viking head football coach Matt Crane and alongside Cheyenne head football coach, that is Jeremy Newton, for joining us on this episode of Prep Spotlight. Be on the lookout for another one next Wednesday night at 7 o'clock for episode number four of Prep Spotlight on 740thefan.com.